0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies.
1: For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want
0: to do is create ads that don't suck.
1: Embracing change
0: creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. On the show today, I've got two guests. Kalani Leifer, he's the founder of Co-op Careers. And Daniela Toledo, who is the senior account manager at W Promote, she's also a graduate of the program. And on the show today, we talk about Co-op Careers, Daniela's journey through the program as a, a diverse first-generation college graduate, and uh, what motivated Kalani to start this initiative. What the program entails, and how marketers and CMOs and marketing organizations alike should be looking at programs like Co-op Careers to get involved to augment their talent pipeline and. Frankly, diversify their talent. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Daniela Toledo and Kalani Lifer. Daniela and Kalani, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having us, Alan.
0: I'm excited to have you guys and get to talk about uh, co op careers. Daniela, your story, and just the, the work that you guys all are doing to help improve the pipeline of diverse talent that we have for marketing.
1: Really appreciate this, Alan. And um, for me, this is a real treat to be on here with Daniela, who is one of my absolute favorite humans. And I don't get to talk to enough anymore. But Daniela, it's so good to hear your voice.
2: Same here, Kalani. Super excited to be here. And thank you, Alan, for inviting us today.
0: Daniela, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Like, where did you grow up? And did you always know you wanted to be in marketing?
2: So I actually grew up right across the border of San Diego in Tijuana, Mexico. So my family and I actually moved to San Diego when I was going into middle school. My parents are both immigrants, but my sister and I were both born in Los Angeles. I am the oldest in my family, so I'm a first-generation student. From San Diego, I moved to San Francisco, where I transferred into San Francisco State University. This is where I got my bachelor's in business administration with a concentration in marketing and in regards to knowing if I always want to be in marketing, this is actually something that I decided in my first year of college. And you now I continue to take classes and lucky for me, I really enjoyed my major. And once I started working in marketing, I really enjoyed my career.
0: And so growing up in Southern California, ending up in Northern California, is it really that different? Everyone talks about North being different than the South. <laughs>
2: Extremely different. Not only the weather, but just the environment in general. It's very, very different. It doesn't even feel like the same state.
1: Well, definitely not in October and definitely not after the Dodgers beat the Giants. (laughs) Very true uh yeah
0: sports competitions uh <laughs> defines us all I that's think. about uh, as
1: far as i can go into that i'm i'm a fair yeah. weather fan <laughs> save
0: Same here especially with baseball i don't know what it is it's uh it's fun to it's fun to play it's really boring to watch for me <laughs> so well you know daniela based on you know looking at your profile and your background um it looks like you were doing a lot when you were um in the co-op program yourself? You you're working full-time, you were in the program at night. One, I guess, how did you find the co-op program and, and why, why was that attractive to you at that point in time?
2: So I was actually beginning my senior year and I was looking to get some experience in marketing so I could you know, be set up for success after graduation. I went to the career services office at my school at San Francisco State. I talked to a counselor and then this is how I learned about co-op. So, Co-op offers a 200-hour digital marketing program where you get to learn the fundamentals of digital marketing. You also get hands-on experience by working with other nonprofits, and you also get help on how to make your resume and your LinkedIn profile stand out. This all sounded like everything that I needed. In addition to you know everything that the program had to offer, the program hours were in the evening, which worked perfectly with my banker schedule when I was working full-time at the bank and I was also a full-time student. Most of my classes were online. And the way I was able to fit this into my schedule is that I would take all my in-person classes on the same day. So I joined the program during my fall semester. I loved the community and saw the value of the program. So I decided to come back as a captain to teach the new students the following semester. While I captained the following semester after being a student, I got to network with Microsoft employees that were on the paid search team. So right after the program and graduation, I started working at Microsoft as a paid search specialist. Co-op really helped me prepare for interviews. And the fact that you come into this entry-level role with some hands-on experience really makes you stand out more compared to other candidates. And what was also so great about this is that I was in a team of six specialists at Microsoft and five of us were from co-op. So it was super great to see familiar faces in my first job in digital marketing.
1: I love that, Daniela. I, I love that story. That's how it should be. <laughs> well,
0: exactly. And five out of the six of your team at Microsoft coming from the program. That's amazing too. Kalani, congratulations on that. I mean, that's, that's great placement.
1: I think as you can tell, just listening to Daniela and her story it is we bet on these incredible young folks who I, mean, I just have so much to offer their, their companies. And so good on Microsoft for hiring so many of our alumni and it's just really special, and and also a little heartbreaking to reflect on how rare that experience is that Daniela has coming into a job and feeling, you know, held and welcomed and and seen, and and to see yourself and others. So, yeah, that really gives me goosebumps, Daniela.
0: And Daniela, you're now at uh, W Promote. You're senior account manager over PPC. Well, first of all, just say like, congrats. That's awesome. You, you're already advancing in your career finding new new positions and so forth and giving back to the program, like you said, with uh, mentoring and, and coaching. Is there anything I guess you'd want someone in your shoes uh, or that may be following your path to know?
2: Yeah, if I could give them any advice, it would be, you know, to be curious. I think something that's so great about this industry is how much you can really learn from others. I personally wanted to go into an agency after Microsoft to get more exposure and learn different strategies. I've also been able to work on different clients and different projects that have really expanded my knowledge in the industry. Additionally, for someone who's barely starting their career, I would 100% recommend finding a mentor in your industry. I think, you know, having someone to learn from is very, very important. I actually, you know, I would consider myself having two mentors. One of them I met at Co-op and the other one in my current role.
0: Well, Kalani, I want to go over to you. Uh, you've been a New York City teacher. You spent it looks like a, some time at McKinsey, Google. Why start a nonprofit to help underrepresented college grads with digital skills
1: and networking? It doesn't quite all come together, or at least that's not how it felt when I was in my twenties. So I, I was reflecting on on the question you just asked Danielle and advice to a younger self about you know being patient about you know certainly being curious. I love that that Daniela called that out. If there's one thing we can impart, I think the co-opers, in addition to community, because that's really what co-op's all about, it's a sense of curiosity, because that's a that's an engine that keeps you going. When I graduated from college, uh, the way I started my career was, uh, as you mentioned, as a high school history teacher in New York City. I graduated in '08, which at the time seemed like the most turbulent moment uh, imaginable. But seeing young folks navigating the pandemic you know, a, a dozen plus years later is is um, that's a whole nother thing. And fortunately, it, it feels like the economy, or at least this part of the economy is really starting to pick up. But we, we can talk more about that later. I, I mean, I think the reason I'm here, and the reason I get to be a, a part of this organization, this movement that's become so much cooler and more interesting than I am, and, and certainly what I imagined, is that at this really formative time in, in my career and in my life, and, and I think in the country, you know, I I got to meet, Young folks who actually, now that I'm listening to you, Danielle, just, there's so much of that shared energy and passion and ambition and curiosity. I got to teach a group of of 10th graders and 11th graders. And first of all, I, I I feel like I fell in love with them and that it certainly wasn't always mutual. And we definitely, it it wasn't, it wasn't all easy, but this is a group of kids, of, of teenagers who I just really came to care about deeply. And I feel like a lot of teachers, and I think a lot of adults in society, I made a promise to my students, day in and day out, if you work hard and you make the quote unquote right decisions and you overcome long odds, and I can use so many different metaphors here, but if you you uphold your end of the bargain and you go to college and you earn a bachelor's degree, that that'll mean something. It'll be enough to build a, a middle class career you know to achieve economic independence and and mobility and intergenerational wealth a lot of different ways to describe the american dream and at that point in my life i i was completely bought into that and i think a, a lot of us and i understand why it's a really great story and it certainly is a story i think a lot of us experience right of going to college and and then being able to you know follow our passions and and also earn a salary and also uh, you know, earn benefits, but that story of, of higher ed and sort of the career outcomes, that just really hides what basically about half of Americans experience, which is extended unemployment or, or underemployment after college. And, and the longer you're underemployed, the longer you're working in, in a retail job or a restaurant job, driving for Lyft or Uber. And there's, there's nothing wrong with any of those jobs, but certainly not why young folks go to college the longer you're in one of those jobs, the harder it is to get out. And so for me personally, that that felt like a, a broken promise that I experience mano a mano, like you know, to humans that I, I know and, and love. And then also I, I think sort of going back to this idea of curiosity is, you know, it's it just also happens to be a problem that I find immensely intellectually interesting, right? On a national level, how are we going to ensure that young folks who we, who we invest hundreds of thousands in, and rightfully so, I wish we invest a lot more. What are we going to do to make sure that they can partake in this sort of mainstream of economic life in America? And so that's a very long answer to explain why why I'm here doing this work.
0: I think it's important to highlight, to your point, the broken promise, if you will, of, of working hard and getting a college degree. That's only part of the answer, right? Like You need a network, you need some additional skills or polishing, if you will, like LinkedIn profiles, resume building, et cetera, that may or may not be something that your parents or your friends and family around you can help you with, especially if they haven't found themselves in your same position before. So, I mean, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. You, know, you, you mentioned community is one of the big elements um, that makes up the program as well as the participants and how they interact. Kalani, tell me more about how the program's structured and, and frankly, like what's expected of people in the program?
1: I'm going to share my version, but I'm going to be curious to hear Daniela's as well. And there's some, some parts that, uh, I really want to highlight that she shared earlier. And, and, and maybe let, let me lead with this, which is that every co-op cohort. So these are cohorts of 16 peers, fellow first-gen grads who are wrestling with underemployment. Each of those cohorts is led by four Near peer coaches. So these are young folks, you know, working in ad agencies or at tech companies and in the evening serving as coaches. And every single one of those coaches is, is an alumni of, of co-op. And some of them do it just, some come back and captain just once. Others never do and give back in other ways. And then some people like Daniela do it like three times in a row. And, and so to me, that's. That's sort of the the thing that I often wait till the end to talk about, but is by far the coolest and and I think most powerful and and also sustainable part of co-op is that it's it's led by alumni leaders and at our core we're not you know we're really not trying to just run another boot camp. It's like what comes after the boot camp? What's the community and the movement and the the cooperative, hence our name sort of coalition of young folks and not so young folks, right, as as we get older, how how do we mobilize young professionals so that they can give each other what they need in order to build meaningful, upwardly mobile careers? Because you're not going to just need to get your first job. You're going to need to get your second and third. There's going to be upheavals, recessions, pandemics, terrible bosses. I sometimes feel that way myself, but right, like sometimes you, you need to move on. And so it's not, it's not going to be your skills, I think, that pick you up in those moments, though those matter, but it's going to be relationships. So that is the primary thing we focus on at co-op. Daniela, can I throw it over to you to give the nuts and bolts?
2: Yes, of course. The way the program works, as Kilani mentioned, it's all led by alumni. The program will last the same as the school semester, and it runs uh, Monday through Thursday night from six to nine. You get to learn fundamentals of digital marketing, so you know paid search, paid social. There is some coding involved as well. You can get different certifications from Google and Microsoft. Um, there's also mock interviews, so you can better prepare for your future interviews moving forward. There is resume and LinkedIn profiles stand out more. And at the end of the program, you also get to work on this amazing project with another. And sometimes another nonprofit um, where you actually get to create different digital marketing campaigns for them. So you get to come up with the strategy, the recommendations, and then pitch it to the client in front of the rest of the program as well. Having a bachelor's degree is the ticket to the dance, but you know getting a job after graduation, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, something that I really, really enjoyed about the program is that while I was a student, you know, it was great to have people around me that were going through the same thing. Like we were all, you know, really hungry individuals, ready to succeed, getting all this experience in digital marketing to better prepare for interviews and land our first job in the industry. And after the program ended, and we graduated, and we all got jobs, it was also great to come back and talk about what we're doing at work. You know, some of the challenges that we're facing are also things that are going great. And just seeing that, you know, change from trying to land a job to now landing a job and looking for new opportunities or promotions. That's something that I really took away from the program, that networking aspect and those strong relationships that I was able to build as well.
0: Really applied learning, but uh, getting your certifications, which will travel with you forever, and then really digging in and applying that to a a real real life problem. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and, and then doing all that together. Right. If I could just wave a magic wand and have people be in a room together for 200 hours and come out magically bonded, (laughs) that actually might be enough. But of course, that's not how people work. And, um, you know, I I, I think one of the corniest things I say and and one of the things I say most often is that, you know, building a career, finding meaningful work is, is hard, but it shouldn't be lonely. And so all the things that co-opers are doing, all these things that, that our, our cohort captains are, are, are introducing them to, leading them through, navigating together. So all these things they're doing together for 200 hours, these are the things that you have to do. But all too often, we do them alone. And it's very easy after submitting 100 resumes, 100 applications online and never hearing back that there's something broken about you as a candidate, as a professional. When in fact, I, I think it has everything to do with, you know, is there someone you know, usually for informal, non-professional reasons, who can, you know, take your resume and put it at the top of the pile, who can sort of invite you into your career. So this metaphor, again, with the, with the courtiness that I've been thinking about a lot is, is this idea that a bachelor's degree is, it's sort of the ticket to the dance, but the goal is not to get into the dance, it's to get onto the dance floor. And do something meaningful. And for that, you really, you, you, so the bachelor's is essential. I'm not, I'm not saying, I think, especially in this field that, you know, the bachelor's really is essential. At least that's what people believe. And so we're not trying to fight against that expectation, though I, I think it's really great to see different companies rethinking what requirements are. But there are hundreds of thousands of first-gen college grads who have that bachelor's degree and need to be invited onto the dance floor.
0: I mean, you're definitely filling a a number of gaps, not the least of which is like the practical training that you could argue colleges and universities aren't necessarily doing, depending on your major, et cetera, et cetera. But this networking component is huge. I mean, having gone through many career transitions myself over my career, the h r black box of submitting your resume <laughs> just doesn't work, you know like i mean it it can. And it does for some people, but if you're like me and you or others that have even more obstacles than me, you need a little nudge. You need somebody to help pull it through, like you said, (laughs) or at least get it to the hiring manager and out of the black box. Um, And so that's a big, it's a big step And, and building a network for these folks that they can reach out to ask questions, maybe help refer them from inside to do just that. That's, that's amazing.
1: So I'm really excited to share where Co-op is at now. And Danielle, I think sort of back in 2018 at our crazy old office on Market Street, um, this all would have sounded really crazy. But Co-op has almost 3,000 alumni now. We're in five cities. So as we mentioned, we started in New York. Then we came out to California and started in San Francisco. Now we're also in San Jose, not too far away, but also in Los Angeles. And I just got back last week from Chicago, where we launched our fifth city. And, and really doing that in, in partnership and I wouldn't say at the behest of our employer partners and our agency partners, but with real energy and excitement and momentum, you know, from IPG media brands and group M and publicists. Uh, it feels really good to be able to launch in a city like Chicago and, and have something to offer because we can connect University of Illinois at Chicago, alumni, to these amazing employers. So yeah, that, that's where co-op is now geographically. And then, as you mentioned, in, in terms of the areas we focus on, I mean, first I'll say that marketing, digital marketing, has been such fortuitous and incredible place for co-op to start. There's something about the the mix of creativity and analytics and the ability for anyone, as Danielle said, who's, who's curious and wants to learn, kind of regardless of what they majored in undergrad, to come in and, and build a really meaningful career. So we do digital marketing, and I'm super excited about our, our, our first career track. But we also launched data analytics a few years back, and then as you mentioned, we're also doing tech sales out.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: You know, really looking at jobs that are part of, we call it the digital economy, right? Essentially part of tech, but not coding, tech, but not engineering. Those are great, important jobs that kind of hold up the whole interwebs, but there, there's so much opportunity. Uh, and this is something I learned at a brief stint at Google. Really opened my eyes to all the really meaningful and upwardly mobile careers that you can build in the digital economy that don't actually require thousands and thousands of hours of, of, of relearning, but really actually can unlock the value of a, of a bachelor's degree.
0: I think when we last spoke, you you mentioned this as well, that like, I mean, wealth creation happens regardless of what job you have at Google, <laughs> like, like, or, you know, stock options are stock options, whether you're an engineer, whether you're a tech salesperson or data analytics person. And the wealth divide is is real in this country, and this is one way to help solve it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I we, we have two hundred hours with you know in our in our flagship program, and Daniela, who's who's coached the program three times, I like, can tell you, we always wish we had like five times more time, and also we're very glad we don't some nights. But you know, th- that's not too much time on top of you know after a, it's, it's essentially four months after four years, or, or often more than four years of higher ed. So it's really not, is there a set of brand new skills that need to be learned? But really, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's really sort of an unlocking of potential and networking. Yes, we do a lot of networking, but I think networking, it's a lot more powerful when you do it with 16 people at the same time, right? Then you get, you get the benefit of everyone else's networking as well. And I think that's part of what's made co-op frankly feel powerful is that you know young folks come to us recent grads sometimes not so recent grads, but underemployed grads, maybe feeling isolated and powerless, but coming together, seeing potential in each other and themselves, and that sort of unlocks power that they start to share, and then one of them gets a job, then two, then three, then ten and and then the moment you're in a job you you know you don't need to be the fifty five year old in the corner office. To get someone's resume on the top of the pile, you can be three weeks onto a job and bring in folks who who deserve an opportunity, and in doing so, swing a fifty thousand dollar opportunity in someone's direction. You know that 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 adds up over years and years and years and years, exactly as you're talking about with with wealth creation. I I, I just am sometimes awed by how much power a young professional has to pull a peer into that that opportunity and and wealth of, of tech of, you know, this, this mainstream of economic life in America.
0: Let's get back to that question we were talking about a little bit ago. Like what advice do you both have for companies that want to diversify their talent right now? I know we talked about referrals and making sure that you're actually getting referrals from people that are going to diversify your employee base. What else, what other ideas you guys have?
2: I would personally recommend companies to partner with programs like co-op, especially when it comes to hiring for entry-level roles. I think this is a great opportunity for them to hire individuals that already come with some hands-on experience in the industry.
1: Kalani will pay you later, yeah, Daniela. No, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, Daniela, thank you very much. But you know, everything else you've said, I think, is, is an even more powerful sort of advocacy for co-op. I really appreciate that, Daniela. Yeah, and and look, let me let me be very clear about where we recruit from. We recruit from America's great urban public universities. So San Francisco State, where Daniela went, and where my mom went in New York. We work really closely with CUNY, the City University of New York. Actually, where I I got my master's in education while I was teaching. I mentioned University of Illinois Chicago. These are you know, and and, and then obviously. SF State is part of the Cal, California State University system. You know, these, these are institutions that serve half a million, a million students. I mean, that's incredible, right? And, and so many graduates and students at, at CUNY and Cal State are the first in their families to earn a degree, to pursue a degree, who represent the communities that these companies say they want to represent. And then they go and do all their recruiting at the same old places. So I I think this is sort of maybe the institutional equivalent of always asking the same individuals for referrals is looking at these big universities, looking at the university that someone went to, their alma mater, and filtering them out because they went to one of these big universities or filtering them out because maybe someone went to a university with a lower graduation rate colleges absolutely have their work cut out for them to increase their graduation rates, like full stop. And if you're interviewing someone or or, or considering interviewing someone who went to university with a lower graduation rate, maybe that's a sign that you should bet on this person, right? Like, Where I went to college, it was a foregone conclusion that I would graduate on time. Like, That was the path of least resistance. And so it's not particularly compelling to me I don't think it should be compelling to the labor market that I graduated, right? It's really just saying I got in. Whereas most Americans will start at a community college, they'll transfer, they're not going to graduate at 21 or 22, and they're going to most likely come from a, a, a CUNY or a Cal State or, you know, every, every, every city, every state has these incredibly important institutions that are serving first-gen college students and grads. That's where you should be recruiting. And I think co-op at our best just tries to be the connective tissue between certainly first and foremost, between individual co-opers and alumni, and that is what we are. But kind of one level abstracted is being that connective tissue between schools like CUNY, like San Francisco State, like all the Cal States in the Los Angeles area, that I think are, you know, literally sometimes in the same square mile as these tech companies and ad agencies with so many great wealth creating opportunities and they're not giving a chance they're not even maybe not even looking at those grads you know maybe falsely assuming that that they only have an associate's degree when they actually have a bachelor's degree it, it's it's really incredible how under appreciated and under recruited from these great universities are
0: i really like the point you made too about like you know i had never thought about it that a school may get weeded out based on their graduation rate, but if somebody has matriculated, they graduated from that school, doesn't that tell you something? <laughs> like, yeah, does not that isn't that a step above 100% graduation rate school? Not that give permission for lower graduations rate through universities, but I mean, come on, the HR and talent management functions of companies, wake up. We're just looking at it all backwards, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I want to talk, Daniela, you you mentioned partnering with co-op. So how, how would a company or a marketer listening to this conversation, how would they get involved? This is open to either one of you talking about how they might get involved.
2: So ways that other companies have actually partnered up with co-op is by volunteering some of their time into helping the students prepare for interviews, but also something that is super beneficial for us while we're going through the program is having these professionals come and participate in panels and you know tell us their story how they got to where they're at the advice that they would give us and also giving us the time to pick their brain and really learn more about the industry and how we can better prepare so I would say um, any individual that is interested in partnering up with co-op whether it's through participating in the, in a panel or volunteering some of their time to you know, help us with some mock interviews or reviewing our resumes, Um, all of that goes a really long way. And that way, they can also get to know more people in the program, and how the program really works.
1: I love it, Danielle, that's, that's perfect. And my partnership team, our partnership team would be proud. And speaking of our partnership team, so we have a a fabulous partnerships team across the country in, in each of in each of our cities. And they, you know, they do exactly what Danielle just said, which is build really meaningful relationships between companies and co-op and our program and our cohorts and our alumni. Because as Danielle said, right? Like the really meaningful moments are human sized and, you know, there, it's not an algorithm, but it, it's, it's real shared time. And, and so our partnerships team would, would love to hear from anyone who's listening and is, is interested in getting involved, and you can do that on, on our website, coopcareers.org. Obviously, volunteering is is incredibly important. Actually, I'll, I'll say the pandemic, that's one thing that was sort of a silver lining is it just became so much easier for someone to teleport in, you know, at, at 7 p.m. to do a panel or do a one-on-one or do a mock interview. So, uh, you know, and then beam back out. So I remember in in the sort of scary Months of 2020, when there just like really wasn't much hiring going on, just a trickle. You know, our 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 company, our our agency, volunteerism, and engagement just skyrocketed, and that that gave me the confidence, um, and it also gave created a ton of really meaningful work for our partnership team. That gave us the confidence that when things shifted, when hiring would start up again, that that our alumni would be well positioned. So yes, please please do that and we have agencies that have hired well over a hundred of our alumni. We also have smaller agencies that we love working with who maybe would hire at most five in a given year or three or two. So we're sort of ready and eager to meet companies where they're at. And then just one last thought as, as Daniela shared is, you know, we obviously believe crazy deeply in alumni leadership and, and near peer mentorship and, There's stuff that we need our our, the wisdom of our elders for, right? So even if you're not just out of college, you actually have like a different kind of wisdom and insight and sort of sense of patience and taking the long view that I think is so important for our our co-opers and our alumni to hear.
0: I do encourage anybody listening to check out co-op careers and get involved in some form or fashion, however, however suits your fancy. Kalani and Daniela, I want to switch gears and and kind of ask you a few of the questions I ask everyone that comes on the show, so you get to be in the in the limelight, just like all the CMOs and the marketing thought leaders we have on. My favorite question to ask, and I'll ask each of you. I guess we'll start with Daniela. Is you know what experience of your past defines? or makes up who you are today?
2: I think a big experience that really defines who I am today is just really seeing how hard my parents have worked to provide a better future for my sister and I. I've always found that you know, very inspiring. Also, just being a first-generation student has really shaped me into you know, working hard and creating a plan to make sure that I'm set up for success. As I mentioned earlier, um even though I was a full time student working a full time job, I still wanted to make time in my already super busy schedule um, to get some marketing experience to be you know prepared for life after college and tying it back to co-op something that was so great about co-op is uh you know it was nice going through this process with people that were going through the same thing, basically just a group of you know all hungry individuals ready to succeed and a huge experience that, you know, really led to where I am today is joining the program. At the end of the day, co-op is really what helped me start my career. And for that, I'm forever grateful.
1: Kalani, what about you? You gave my heart just enough time to grow three sizes. Danielle, I, I really appreciate hearing that. And, yo, you walked the walk. The number of, of alumni that have launched their career because of you is, it's incredible. It's like dozens. And then they have gone on to become cohort captains and leaders and open doors. And and so I hope you take a moment in your busy day every once in a while to just step back and imagine the life trajectories that are changed fundamentally, the the wealth that families can build because of what you invested in in this community and and in your peers. And I'm just full of gratitude for you, Daniela. And then to actually answer your question, Alan, I talked earlier about this promise I feel like I made to my students and coming to understand that that's a broken promise or a hollow promise for for a lot of Americans. And I think particularly first generation Americans and college grads, but it wasn't all doom and gloom. This group of young folks also showed me what the solution could be and and would be with co-op. I remember, you know, teaching. And I I told you how I really loved this cohort of students. And and some days they loved me too. But more importantly, they loved each other. And about 120 students, 95% of them graduated on time, 80% went straight to college, and they just thrived. And it wasn't because they had great teachers. We were all brand new teachers, 22 years old. And it wasn't because of the school. I joined the school in our second year on earth, right? It was one of these brand new public schools in New York uh, under the Bloomberg administration. And so it wasn't systems. It wasn't excellent teaching. They thrived because of each other. And it just, again, that was a really formative moment in my life. And seeing that power being shared between 16-year-olds in the Bronx who most people don't, wouldn't acknowledge the power that lies there, and I, I just got to see it every day, and eventually, it, it made a pretty deep impression on me. And that's the kind of power that we're trying to build and share. A, a couple steps further down the educational journey, and, and that that transition from education to career—that's a moment of, of immense, you know, not to be too hyperbolic, but sort of peril and potential, right? Like that can be when when this sort of upward journey of, of the American dream begins or not. And that's the kind of power and, and and the kind of stakes that I think you know our co-opers and alumni are, are facing every day and, and they face it together. And I I'm just glad that I, I got to be a I got to be that twenty two year old teacher with my eyes open to what a cohort of peers could do.
0: What advice would you guys give your younger selves if you're starting all over? Just like a bumper sticker style advice. Daniela, you want to go first?
2: I would tell myself to, you know, continue to get out of my comfort zone and challenge myself, as well as how important it is to surround yourself with the right individuals. Co-op and my mentors have really made such a positive impact in my career. So for that, I'm super grateful. And I would also probably tell myself not to worry so much <laughs> and just to be <laughs> confident that, you know, my work ethic and hunger to succeed will continue to open many doors for me.
1: Kalani, what about you? I mean, let's just to be totally personal, I, I would have told that young man to come out of the closet sooner. And, uh, you know, and, and then I think maybe more broadly, that same, that same idea just kind of applied to every part of my life. The only sustainable way to do anything is, is to do it as yourself and authentically. And and it it shouldn't be exhausting just to be you every day. And and I think, you know, to tie it back to co-op, that's what we do here, right? Like it's, some of us get to go into work and feel totally at home. And that's not what it feels like for everyone. And that's exhausting. And it doesn't allow people to, you know, offer their best selves. So that's what I would say.
0: Last question for you guys. We always end with this big question at the end. Curious to get your take on what you think the largest opportunity or threats to marketers are today. And Daniela, let's start with you and then we'll go to Kalani one more time.
2: For both an opportunity or threat, it would be how competitive the space is. More and more companies are investing in the digital marketing space, which does lead to a lot of job opportunities, but the industry itself is really competitive. Because of how competitive it is, I, again, am super grateful that programs like Co-op exist where, you know, you can get enough experience to really stand out in interviews and have a better chance at landing the job.
1: Kalani,
0: what, what do you think?
1: Danielle, I, I love that answer. And I'm going to actually, obviously, and unsurprisingly, underscore the piece about employment, which is, and, and I, I think that's the opportunity here for, for the marketing industry, for the digital marketing industry that's so competitive and growing so quickly. To really think about the jobs that it offers and is creating is like how those get distributed, how those opportunities for intergenerational wealth get shared or not shared. I think that's the biggest opportunity to have an impact it's not the numbers around clicks and and impressions are often in the millions and millions and millions billions, and that's why it's exciting, but you know they're Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of careers on the line here. And, uh, you know, maybe even millions. And, you know, how those jobs get shared over the next decade, to me, is is just unendingly important.
0: I was on a call, actually, I was on a CMO huddle earlier today. I don't want to say the company's name because it was all in private. And But a very large consumer packaged goods client was talking about their diverse talent and given the marketplace right now and how bonkers it is for hiring open positions and people transitioning jobs and the great resignation that everyone keeps talking about they're seeing this like flight of all of their diverse talent being poached from this one company so kalani after this call after this recording i'll
1: have to pass the name of this company because they have a lot of jobs (laughs) that is music to my ears um Thank you for sharing that power with us, Alan. That's a big deal, actually.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. You know, we talk about diversity inclusion efforts that are underway at different companies. Um, But thank you for putting voices to these stories and doing this great work that you're doing to to increase the diversity of the talent that we can hire in marketing. So thank
1: you both. Thank you so much, Alan and and Daniela. This this makes me super proud and, and grateful. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Alan, for taking the time to hear our story. Super excited for people to learn more about co-op.
0: Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to Marketing Today, Please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.